come out in the room. I said, come out in the room. My Jesus is my doctor. Yes. <laughs> I'm super hood. I'm super hood. I'm super hood. I love my niggas. Ah, <laughs> I am so silly. Y'all don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Not the gospel singing. And the gospel singing. And it is. What's up, y'all? What's going on? Come in the room. Come on. I need more than five followers. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it, come on. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Keeping It Real with RJ and Trez and 2DB. Unfortunately, 2DB couldn't be here. She has other obligations that she needed to attend to um, and third also as well. So. You got little old me. Hi, Artie, and the special guest just arrived. So that is telling me that I need to go ahead and add this person to the call. Give me just a moment here. If I get it directly correct. Give me just a moment here. So, Artie is not allowing me to go live with you from here. So, what I am going to do is I'm going to go ahead and go live on our Zoom call. So, hold on just a moment for me, Artie, okay? Pull up our good, good calendar. Mm-hmm. And, Artie, I'm about to call you from Zoom, Okay. So you get a Zoom call from me, then it's me. All right, Artie, I sent you a Zoom call. I'm just waiting, okay? Got it. Hold on. I'm about to send it to you now. I'm sending you the link already to your phone, okay? There you go. So I sent it to you. And I'll be waiting. I need your live. Hi, Artie. Uh-oh, connect to your audio.
Can you hear me? Uh-oh, have a little bit. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, love. How are you? I'm feeling fantastic. That's good. I, uh, I took a little nap before uh, our interview just to make sure that I was wide awake for you. Listen, I was debating on taking a nap myself, Artie, and I was like, you know what? I should be okay. I'm okay, full-fledged, live in person. Um, and I wanted to say hello to you and hello to our viewers for keeping it real. We have the spectacular Artie Hoffman. Artie Hoffman is a famous, like, well, how would I call you? I, I don't want to call you a psychic because, I mean, you do I'm a lot a of good. a spiritual advisor and a life coach. There you go. He has helped many celebrities. He's been touring all over the United States. You've been doing this for how long? Over 20 years, correct? Yeah, 32 years. Nice. So how? And I've, helped, and I, I've read for over 32,000 people. That is amazing. You have, you read me and made me cry. And I was like, uh, I had so much more to ask. <laughs> and just, and it's like, wow, do I really want him to tap there? Cause I'd be like, if it's some interesting tea that I find out and my family is like very in tune with the spiritual world. So I've like had like all these questions, but this is your show. So I'm gonna allow you to be the host and I'm taking the backseat. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm the guest to your show. Yes. Don't give up the power. Don't give up the power to your show. Why I'll be not? the guest to your show. Why not? It's fun giving the power away for just once. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, in other words, you don't have to always be in the driver's seat. You like to be in the back seat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I hear you. You're riding shotgun. Yes, shotgun handling the clutch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> More directly. So, Mr. Arden, um. I'm just going to dig right in straight into it. I remember our last um, phone conversation that we had with me and you and Steve. And you had, I asked a very important question about this void that I had in my life. Um, and I always thought I had a brother out there. And when you told me I did, it, when I tell you, it took so much emotion to me. Because I knew there was something missing in my life. Um... And I keep wondering, like, I had this vision that I was going to meet him at the gas station. <laughs> like, at the gas station of where my best friend lives. And there's so many things. That he wears a hat. He wears a cap a lot at times, too. Really? He wears a cap a lot, yeah. That's weird. And I've, I've, and I've never seen him. Have I? You're telling me? Yeah, I'm asking. Have I ever seen him? before no okay well that's that's a good thing <laughs> i feel like he's in your realm you um you know what when i when i think of him he almost kind of has a denzel washington look to him he almost looks like a denzel washington i'm serious that's what i see and um he usually likes to wear shirts with, like, where you have decals on it. Mm -hmm. It's either a sports shirt or a decal saying something on it or pictures. He usually likes to walk around, but and he walks, likes to walk around with a cap a lot, too. Well, that says you got to receive a hairline. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
Well, that's awesome. That is it's interesting because, like you said, I've never seen them. So it is going to take me by surprise because once that happens, because I ain't going to lie, I actually messaged Maury because it's like I'm very impatient and I'm just like, listen, look, I'm going to need you to find him <laughs> so I can see him in the flesh. Put your prayers out there. Huh? Put your prayers out there for serendipity to happen. You said put it out there? Put your prayers out there for serendipity to happen. Yes. You know what serendipity is? No, I don't. Enlighten me. Serendipity is when you just happen to bump into someone by accident. You happen to be at the right place at the right time. Serendipity. Serendipity. Well, you guys, I'm putting... There's There's actually a really cool movie called Serendipity. Really? It's a very cool movie, yeah. So now I'm going to have to watch it when I go home. Well, I'm going to go and put that out there, Artie, and to, to the world. You'll be, very, you'll be very entertained. I'm trying to be entertained. I like being entertained. <laughs> so I'm going to go and put that out there for the world, Artie. I'm putting my serendipity put that I've run into him. Put your prayers out there. Put your prayers out there for serendipity to happen. Yes, to the universe. I want serendipity to happen, but please don't freak me out when it does. <laughs> so that you can so meet your brother. Yes. I'm probably going to be like, yo, that's, yo. And I had a vision. I'm going to tell you, Artie, it was so fetched. We went to the gas station. It was one particular day. Like you said, just going to happen. And my best friend went and walked into the gas station normally. And I came out was on my phone. And like you said, I bumped into him. And we looked at each other. And when I looked, it was just like, okay, who are you? And then it hit me when I hit into the darn gas station. I was like, best friend, you got to go get him. <laughs> I was like, that's him. That's him. But uh, hopefully that does happen. I did have a question to ask you, Artie. How did you know that you had this gift of being able to tap into the spiritual realm and finding out missing pieces to puzzles in people's lives? I woke up one day on my birthday and my mom showed me a box that was all wrapped up. And I said, what's in the box? She goes, that's your gift. Ever since then, I have the gift. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm going to say, oh, that is dope as, that's dope as hell. I'm going to say, I wish my mom could give me a box and just say, that's my gift. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, I had the gift. Now, so when I was 27 years old, I was very frustrated in my life. Okay. I had everything coming for me. You know, I had a nice family and, you know, married. Her family loved me. My family loved her. We had a nice home. We traveled. Money wasn't an issue. Everything was great. But yet inside, I was still very unfulfilled. And I'm sitting in my home office in my finished basement, having a conversation with God. And I was 27 at the time. And I said, God, I need answers and I need clear answers. I said, please don't scare the hell out of me when you give me the answers. Okay. So uh, I go upstairs and I'm in my kitchen and there's a bunch of junk mail sitting on the counter. Usually I just throw it away for some reason that day I was just shifting through it. And uh, there was a postcard there and it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar. So I looked at it and I said, oh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know you could learn how to do this. I thought either you had it or you didn't. Right. So um, I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, you want to come to, come with me to this? I said, this looks really interesting. She says, ah, I don't give a crap about that. She goes, you can go if you want. I don't want to go. 
So I went away for that one weekend, and that one weekend changed my life forever. Wow. And so when I went there, there was, we were in a huge room, a large, large room. And there was 50 of us, excuse me, there was 50 of us from around the country mm-hmm. in this room, you know. And we were all sitting down, they were listening to what the speaker had to say, one of the, uh, one of Edgar Casey's relatives. Mm-hmm. Edgar Casey passed away years ago. And um, we were listening to what he had to say, and he got you in that spiritual zen, in that mode, and playing beautiful, soft, serenity music. And he was talking to you about opening up your heart and mind. Okay. And so then he he says, I'm going to be breaking you up into groups. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, when you're with the person that you're with or the people that you're with, just share the, the messages that you get. Don't judge anything. Just whatever thoughts come into your mind, just share it with the person. So people were telling me how accurate I was throughout the uh, weekend. I was able to get stuff. And I was like all excited that I could tell stuff to people who I'd never met before. Okay. As they were doing the same to me. And so, um, yeah, so I got all excited about it. I, can't, I just couldn't believe that this existed, you know, wow. something like this. So I went home and I got myself a deck of spiritual cards. And I was reading people okay. for the fun for the next few years. And... Um, well, again, were telling me how accurate I was. And then I, I came to a point in my life where I needed some extra money other than the job I was doing. I was like, what can I do to earn extra money? Okay. So, so I'm sitting on my couch thinking, I said, you know what? I know how to read people. I said, I'll throw an ad in the paper. And it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. And 90% of the people paid me. And uh, just by word of mouth, it took off like a son of a gun. That's so sad. And, and then I started doing arty parties, which are psychic parties. I do arty parties. Uh, people come see me in Woodbridge, New Jersey for mm-hmm. readings. People hire me to go to their homes. I read for their friends and family. Um, I read people over the phone. Okay. I'm just as accurate over the phone as I am in person. I've read for people around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say around the world, I'm talking around the world. Uh, really? Uh, Indonesia, Australia, Ireland, Italy, and uh, Spain. Uh, all the states around the country. Really? Yeah, and um, people say, well, how do you read them when I'm not physically there with you? Because it's soul to soul. I'm reading up your I'm connecting to your soul. And so I'm and, and I'm getting messages from the heavens, I'm getting messages from the Holy Spirit, I'm getting messages from the angels. Wow. And they're sending me thoughts and images into my hmm. And that's and and that's crazy that you brought that up, um, because I was able to tap into my spiritual gift um, on July 7th. And now people are saying that I was crazy. Um, I actually had a boss have my family to have me involuntary committed. And I was doing the same thing, like God or my higher power was, you know, speaking to me and, you know, and everything that I said were accurate. And it just so happened, like, it wasn't too much it was just enough 
Um, and I was like, listen, I'm I'm just a messenger. I just lead you to the water. <laughs> you either have to drink it or sink it. And that's how I took it. Um, and my, my, one of my first um, encounters was with um, an evil entity, actually, in, in human form. And when I saw it, it, it wasn't a, a shocker to me because it was already there. It was just how was I able to communicate with it? Now, have you ever had to encounter something like that before? Uh, a negative entity never presented itself to me, but I've had a, a lot of, a decent amount of negative people. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, a lot, but you know, enough. And, you know, their energy was just so, 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 so negative, so negative. You know, it was bad. So, you know, I sage my place. It's important, you know, that when you have people in your house, it's important to sage your place. Yes. And safe thing, you know, it's like, it smells like a Jerry Garcia concert, you know, like Grateful yes. Dead concert. It smells like pot, the sage. But it's me. And I, and I go around my entire house and I say the Lord's Prayer and then I ask the, uh, and I keep the windows open a crack and I ask the spirits to please leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and I ask the Holy Spirit to please guide them out of my place and bring them to a beautiful place. So, um, and it works. It works. If you also, if you feel like the energy of your home is extremely heavy, mm-hmm. wipe down all your baseboards of your entire house with ammonia and water because they can't tolerate the smell of ammonia. Okay. That's awesome. I definitely would do that. Because it was kind of, it's heavy. It's heavy. I, my my feelings after I was detained um, has just been my spirits has been okay. Um, I just pray that it gets better because I, I can see this business with this podcast is going to go only up from here. Um, especially with great people like yourself and others that we will be interviewing um, from there. Did you have any questions for me per se? Um, that I can answer you? <laughs> or do you have a whim of something that, because I feel like something is brewing right now in your head. I feel like you have something <laughs> that you want to say. <laughs> um, I wanted, let's see, if I, I, I wasn't thinking about that. Usually when I go on a show, usually people ask me questions, but you're asking me to ask a question. All right, so hold on just a second. Um, how long will it be? until I see a dear friend of mine who I never met in person before who lives in Canada. How long is it going to be? Okay. Well, let me see what God says in my world. Um, he's telling me that when you see this person, it's going to take you by a surprise. Because it's going to be on a day that you didn't really expected it to happen. And when it does, just take a whiff of it and don't take it like with a grain, just take it with a grain of salt, per se. Um, oh, no, wait, I know this person personally. Yes, you do. I know this person So y'all haven't personally. met yet at and, all? And I, I'm talking about making a specific date to meet them. Because of the COVID virus shenanigans going on in the world, you know. Do they have any plans? 
Do they have any plans for the holidays? For like Thanksgiving or anything? I'm sorry? I said, does your this dear friend of yours, do they have plans for Thanksgiving or anything? Oh, this far in advance, I doubt it. Okay. So God's telling me to go during the fall. Wait till everything cools down a bit. Let summer blow over and go when, when fall hits. So like okay. in like mid end of October ish, because it's about to be August before you know it. So you only got two months. <laughs> I didn't see any questions. So hmm? I didn't see any questions. You didn't see any questions. No. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm getting from from that. He when said, I look at you, I see a white aura around you, and I normally don't see ours. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? I see a pretty girl next to you. It's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> this is Zerg. This With is. Yes, yes, this is Zerg. Oh, shoot, How you doing? Oh no, it's fine. I just didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking. Oh, I said, all right. Well, you're still a pretty boy. Thank you. <laughs> He's a handsome dude. I appreciate He's a handsome it. Dude. Yes, we get that a lot. He's got great energy. You have great energy. Thank you. I was gonna ask you a question, but I'll wait till best friend gets done. But you said you What's saw. What's your name? My name. People call me Trez for short. Um, but Zert is my intro to the world. <laughs> I feel like it's just like. No, wait, what's your name? Right? You were breaking up. Trez. Prince? Trez. T R E Z. Trez. Yes. Trez. Yes. Like rhymes with Pez. Yes. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So you, gotcha, gotcha. So you were saying you saw a white aura. Is that I like? See, and I normally don't see auras. I'm not an aura person. I don't normally see white auras, but I kept seeing like a white light beaming off of you, like literally going around your entire body. Like it's an outline. I normally don't see auras. That's not me. Mm-hmm. But but I see auras around you. A lot of times, angels will present themselves to me in a purple light. I like I'll see a dim of purple light just appear. A lot of times when I drive at nighttime, I'll see purple light appear right in front of me. It's like beams of light. It's like I'm driving and, and along the road, I'll see like beams of purple light, like you're looking at headlights. Right. But it comes in the sense of per- the purple light. Mm-hmm. And uh, the very first time that ever happened to me, I was with my wife who I was married to at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my God. I said, look at that. Look at all the purple light. And she goes, what are you talking about? I go, what do you mean, what do you mean, what am I talking about? I said, there's purple light all over the place. Don't you see it? It's on the cars. It's on the side of them. She says, I don't see it. I said, you don't see that. It's like purple light all over the place. She says, I don't see it. And so I said, well, that must be, must be spirits or angels mm-hmm. right. that are around me right now. So she goes, I want to see it. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm seeing it. You know? <laughs> so all of a sudden, I said to her, I said, your uncle is here. Uh-oh. And uh, so I was describing her uncle who I never met before because he passed away. Yes, sir. And so uh, I was giving her messages from him and I was giving detailed messages and she said, oh my God, oh my God. She goes, ask how my grandfather's doing. She goes, oh my God, I forgot his name. I said, he said it starts with an S. Oh, wow. She goes, Stanley. She goes, that's right. My grandfather's Stanley. How's my grandfather's Stanley? So I was giving her messages about herself. Wow. While the purple light was appearing. That was really cool. And I've done that with other friends that, friends, mm-hmm. 
and people after the fact that that happened. So it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Sir, I wanted to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Um, What's the meaning of life? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I hear pretty often that there's this thing about me that most people just like, I don't know, I can't really touch it. There's something about you that just makes you kind of like stand out or like you said, like this energy that I give. I don't, I guess I'm just trying to figure out it's what. It's, it's an energy of love. Yes, most of that. Okay. Yeah, it's an energy of love. And, you know, it's like basically you're a very good character. Your, 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 your character is very, very good. And you can tell anybody, you can be in front of anybody, you can tell when people's a real crap head. Right. Or someone really has a good soul. You can tell if somebody is like very intellect. You can tell by if somebody's just a nasty person. You can just tell. Well, there's, there's, and I said to you, when I, so when I say you're a beautiful person, I mean you really are a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's your soul, and, and, and it exudes. And like right now, as I'm looking at you, I see a white aura around you also as I'm focusing on you. Mm -hmm. And this is crazy because I normally don't see auras. It's not my forte. So, do you see auras? And what color is it? And what's it mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, but, but the two of you um, always, try to do things with the best of intentions right and um but also you give away so much of yourself that you have a hard time receiving you have a hard time receiving because you feel like for you to be a good person oh, i gotta give i gotta give i gotta give but when it comes to receiving it's like no that's all right you no know, the other people need it more than me or they need it more than me it's like don't ever say that god created 80 billion people in the world Mm -hmm. God could, could take care of 80, 80 billion people in the world. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you're not deserving or that you're not worthy. Okay. Those are your personal issues. Mm -hmm. You know, you're allowed to ask God for help. You're allowed to ask God for money. You're allowed to ask God for love. You're allowed to ask God for help. You're allowed to ask God for prayers, not just for yourself, but for other people. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be selfish. Well, I feel bad and I should no, because then you're putting Just yourself me like a book. <laughs> in a very lesser position. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so if you're very well provided for emotionally and financially, when you're provided for it financially, it gives you financial freedom. Mm -hmm. Financial freedom gives you freedom of choices. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you have freedom of choices, because you can comfortably afford it, it gives you a quality of life. Mm -hmm. When you have a good quality of life, now I can help out even more people in a better quality mm -hmm. because I have so much to give. So I always say, thank you, God, for all my blessings. Thank you for all the money. Thank you for all the prosperity in my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then when I have it, I'm in a position I can help out other people. Like I've given people a thousand bucks in a blink of an eye. Right. But when the mood hit me, if someone, people ask me for it, usually not too much, but I'll, I'll help out somebody mm -hmm. once in a while. There are, there are a few people that I do spot help, but you don't, the problem is what a lot of people have, they end up giving away more than they could afford to give away. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. So you have enough money to take care of your personal responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Anything that's above and beyond your comfortable personal uh, responsibilities that you take care of 
if you want to share a percentage of that, mm-hmm. you, you can share it with whoever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you do not give away the money that feeds you, that takes care of your rent, your electric, your whatever, whatever. Right. Because then you're putting yourself in the trenches along with them. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of giving is not to put you behind the eight ball just because someone else is hurting. If I have it to give, I'll give it. If I don't have it, mm-hmm. I ain't giving it mm-hmm. because I don't have it to give. I need it for myself. Right. So a lot of people do give money, but they give, well, they hurt and because of my kids and my grandkids and my friends and they needed it. Right. Well, and now it's like you're struggling. Right. Because you gave away all your research. That's like, you know, you have an orchard of fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And you need to have enough fruit for yourself and for your family. You need, you need it. Mm-hmm. But what happens a lot of times, people mm-hmm. pick out all the fruits of the tree. Mm-hmm. And then when they pick out all the fruits from the tree and they end up giving it away. Now it's like all they have is seeds. Yeah. They have seeds left. And then people end up giving away their seeds. You can't give away your seeds either because now you can't regrow your fruit. You can't regrow your trees because you're giving away your seeds. You give so much of yourself that you deplete yourself. Yeah. And you allow other people to emotionally and spiritually suck the life out of you. So. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been working on that, honestly. Like, just... Because I know I would literally give the shirt off of my back for someone because I, I have a very humble nature. If you can nature. afford to do it, you do it. If mm-hmm. you can't afford to do it, then you don't do it. Okay. Because it's hard for me to say it's hard for me to say no to people when I know like I know I come from a place where I didn't have them. You see what I'm saying? Like it, I, I don't know when it's too much, like that I'm giving too much because that's all I really know how to do is just to give the best of me. You know what? Right. You don't want to give where people, where you're enabling other people, where they mm-hmm. become too dependent on you. Right. And I think in All a right. lot of my I'll life. Spot help you. Right. I'll spot help you mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. But when I spot help you in the moment, it's not like you're going to come after me again and again. And because you got to create boundaries. Right. So if people are disrespecting you, that means you're not respecting yourself. Right. People will respect you when you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. People will love you when you love yourself. So you need to love. The love and respect that you give is the love and respect you deserve. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yes. The love and respect that you give is the love and respect that you deserve. So people are disrespecting you. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve to have your respect or your love. It's like just go away yeah you know mm-hmm. you have to honor yourself you're always number one mm-hmm. you know it's like when you ride on a plane same thing when you're riding on a plane when people used to fly on planes remember that in those yeah. days people used to... so when people fly on planes what they do is they show you that when the air mass drop off mm-hmm. they say take care of yourself first and take care of your children or who's ever next to you right so take care of them because if you can't breathe you can't help somebody else out Right, which makes sense. I like that analogy. I like that. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're in a very comfortable position, mm-hmm. God will take care of those people who are outside of your help. Mm-hmm. So I will help as many people as possible. I do. I help out. I donate every month to That's different cool. organizations mm-hmm. that I believe in. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I have plenty for myself. Okay. All right. Just because you're helping out the starving doesn't mean you have to starve. Right. 
You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason why you're in your position and they are in their position. Correct. All right. If you were meant to be in their position, then so be it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you, uh, a, share with you a beautiful story. This isn't to brag about myself, but it is a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. So here I am. I'm in New York City with my wife mm-hmm. and we're in Penn Station and you know big big train station big you know lots and lots of people are there right and so we're at a, a pizzeria and we're, I'm grabbing a bite to eat while waiting for the train and there is a, a street person that came up to me he said excuse me mister he says do you, do you have some spare change you can give me so I said sure so I gave him five dollars mm-hmm and he goes, wow, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So he started walking away. There's another gentleman who came up to me a few seconds later. And he said to me, he goes, mister, he says, did I just see you give that person money? I go, yeah. He goes, why did you give them money? I said, that's my way of showing God my thanks for giving me a good quality of life. And I want to take care of his other children. And I said, I'd rather be the person who's in a position to be able to give away a free five dollars mm-hmm. than the person who needs five dollars. Right. Who needs a free five dollars. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with sharing. Mm-hmm. So when God mm-hmm. sees you sharing your love or your resources with other people, mm-hmm. God's gonna say to you, Well, being that you're taking care of my other children, I will take care of you mm-hmm. in greater abundance. Mm-hmm. But again, you don't give away so much of yourself where you put yourself in the same position as that person. Right. That's not the purpose of you giving. So like I said, you need to create boundaries. And then there are people who will call you and call you and call you because they need you, they want you, they need to hear your voice or they need your advice. And they're always calling, 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 calling. You know, they don't care. They're not respecting your boundaries. And so what I do is um, I will only take their call when I have quality time and quality energy to speak with that person. Mm -hmm. If I don't have the quality time and the quality energy to speak with that person, I'm not taking the call. I'll call them later. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you take the person's call or the people's call, every time that they call you, you're allowing them to suck the life out of you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not my position. I don't want to be your 24 hour counselor or save you on 24 hours. That's not me, you know. If it's an emergency and somebody's calling you, or you know, you know, your children, or you know, it's an emergency, mm-hmm. yeah, take the call, mm-hmm. or just text them. I'll get back to you later. Yeah, if you can't take the call, right? Okay. Yeah, because I've I've literally have been setting boundaries with certain people, um, even just. Because what you were saying as far as like giving, like you remember that time we went to Wendy's and I had got I bought two burgers and I bought. I know I got I got two burgers, some fries, and a drink, whatever. I don't even know what possessed me to even get that second burger because I wasn't even that hungry. But um, we stopped by the gas station, and one of the uh, cashier uh, ladies, she was just like, man, I haven't been able to take my lunch break. I am, like, you know, hungry. And it was just like, hold on a second. And so I went to the car, and I grabbed the burger, and I gave it to her. She was just like, you didn't have to do that. I said, something told me to get a second burger anyway. I don't know why, but I know you, I know you need it. Like, you may not be able to, you know, take your uh, lunch later because, you know, gas stations are fairly busy. depends, you know, on the time and whatnot. I'm going to give you an answer the next time somebody says that to you. Okay. You didn't have to do that. 
It's like, yeah, I, I know I didn't have to, but I wanted to. Mm -hmm. That's your answer. I know I didn't have to give you, but I wanted to. Right. So a lot of people, they feel so bad about giving and they feel like, oh, I don't have much money. Or, oh, I don't have much of this. I don't have much of that. And it's like, you know, they ask. It's like you can't be afraid to ask for help when you do need the help. Mm -hmm. And so some people are so sheepish mm -hmm. about Ooh, receiving. I like that word. so bad about receiving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like somebody will go to church and they'll praise to God, please, I need $200 to help pay for my electric. I need $200 to help pay for my food. And please say, you know, please God. And then all of a sudden, as you're walking out, after you say your prayers, there's a there's a little old lady who is standing behind you or sitting behind you, if you were, and, they, and they heard you talk to God. Say, honey, here, here, let me give you, let me write you a check for $200. I, I, I want to give you, no, oh, no, 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 that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. So even when it comes to them, when they ask, they have a problem with receiving, no, that's okay, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, but you're asking God for help. Right. It's not always, it's not always going to be by the hands of God himself, but he will bring you people. Mm -hmm. He will send you angels through people yeah. to help you, to give you and provide for you. Mm -hmm. And he will set it up. And that's serendipity, where somebody will be there at the right place at the right time when it wasn't pre-planned. Mm -hmm. awesome. mm -hmm. So do you, you know, so, so so never say no. If somebody's offering me in anything, mm -hmm. especially if I want it, whether it be food, whether it be brownies, whether it be a drink or whatever, mm -hmm. if someone's offering me help or food or whatever resources, mm -hmm. I always say yes because I do not want to block anyone else's gratuity of wanting to give to me. Mm -hmm. they, I don't want to give, I don't want to block their good feeling mm -hmm. of giving to me, not, you know, and not just about me receiving. So right. let me explain to you. So if I go into your home and I said to you, you're very good at giving, but mm -hmm. you have to allow yourself to receive right. from other people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, even if I don't want it, I'll still accept it just so I can make other people feel good. Mm -hmm. Literally. Because he knows so, I do not like accepting nothing. He don't. It's hard. <laughs> because I'm no, so independent. So let, me, let, me, let me tell you what happens when you block the gift of giving. And I'm going to give you this emotional feeling mm -hmm. when you block the gift of giving from someone else. Even if they're a little old lady, and even if they're a little old guy, or you're there, yeah, let me have you say, they're sharing their love and their gratuity with you. You mm -hmm. shouldn't say, oh, no, no, that's okay, that's okay. So if I was to go into your home and I'm visiting you, and you say, hey, Artie, I, I got some sub sandwiches. I got some hoagies. You know, would you like some? I got some chicken. Mm -hmm. Would you like some? No, thanks. I'm good. Are you sure? No, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Would you like, uh, listen, it's cold outside. I know you like hot chocolate. Would you like some hot chocolate or some mm -hmm. hot tea? No, that's okay. I'm good. Mm -hmm. How about hot brownies? I know you love hot brownies. I just made some chocolate chip cookies. No thanks, I'm good. So if I'm in your home and I'm denying everything that you're sharing with me or wanting to give to me, and I can say no thank you, no thank you, no thank you, mm -hmm. it's going to make you feel bad mm -hmm. because you weren't able to make me feel comfortable in your own home. You did because I just wanted to sit there. Right. Or just relax. Right. I'm not hungry, no thanks. Okay. But you're still going, oh, let me give you, let me give you. And you're saying, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. Mm -hmm. So you're blocking the gift of, I'm blocking the gift of giving from you, and you're going to feel like crap mm -hmm. if I'm not allowing myself to receive your offerings to me. 
Right. I'm blocking you the gift of giving. Okay. That I feel bad. Or he didn't take anything. It's like, why should you feel bad? I'm the one who said no. You offered. See, but that's just it also. Mm-hmm. So when you also, when you offer somebody something, mm-hmm. you can't make them, you know, like they say, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. So there are times where you do want to help out other people. And they say no, because they're stubborn. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, the blessing is not so much as that they didn't take from you. The blessing is that you offered it. Mm-hmm. I have a buffet here. I'm not going to force feed you. Right. But I just want you to know you're welcome to my home and there's the food. And if you want something, you take what you want. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate that. You know, so don't. So if you're trying to offer somebody something, right, and they don't want it, mm-hmm. well, well, don't feel bad because the blessing is I offered. They chose not to take it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let it be. You don't want to create weird energy. And that's that's somebody. exactly what I've been trying not to do with people is like, if anything, I match energies very well. But I do know if my energy is disrupted in any way, shape or form, you can have it and I will remove myself from the equation. Um, but I have been working on I have been working on that as far as just, you know, not put a butt in my blessing um, and just allow people to kind of, you know, to love to love me. Because of what I've been through in my life, I just know I can't do wrong if I if I take care of it. But I know that it's kind of one sided too because I have so much love to give, and I have no problem giving it. Um, because I've been left with the short end of the stick too many occasions, it's just kind of like I, I've guarded myself from receiving so I'm a lot of things. Explain to you why you became a big giver like myself. I'm a big giver too, and I I love to share love. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have a hard time sharing the word love too easily mm-hmm. I have no problem with saying I love you I love you I love you but when I say I love you I'm saying I love you but I also love myself mm-hmm. but I love you as much as I love myself so what's wrong with two wonderful people in the same room mm-hmm. you know but a lot of times when we grow up and we go through really hard times because our parents just were not nice people or, or the emotions were really high a lot of times we learn what love is through what love is not oh that's good mm-hmm. all right because of the pain so much pain that was around you it's like but why are you doing this to me or like everything that you wish you got from the people who you wanted it from the most the love that you wanted it from the most whether it be your parents or your friends or your lovers but yet they're so negative, so nasty, so so unfortunately they give off so much negative energy that it's like, you know something? I would never want to give to other people what you give to me. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So my father was a very negative person. He wasn't all bad, mm-hmm. but he was a very negative person. Mm-hmm. And I wrote him a letter thanking him for being my dad. Mm-hmm. I said, thanks to you, I know what not to do. You know, I had to talk to my dad in this old I said, you stepped on all the landmines. Oh, man. <laughs> the way you treated me, the way you treated my brothers, the way you treated mom, the way you treat other people, mm-hmm. how disrespectful you were in so many ways, so rude. I said, when I see the feelings that you've created, the pain, 
There is no way I would want to be like, so I did the direct opposite. Now, mm-hmm. thank God I had a mother who was the direct opposite of my father. Mm-hmm. She taught me what love is. My father taught me what love is not. Same. Although my father did love me and he provided for me and he loved me in his way, he loved me in the best way that he, he knows knew how to love. So I accepted him and my family members accepted him for who he is. But still, we had to protect ourselves from his energy because his energy was so low, mm-hmm. so low. Mm-hmm. So we had to accept him for who he was. Mm-hmm. And we did. And so, but my mom balanced us out mm-hmm. because she was filled with so much love and so much unconditional love, so warm and friendly that my brothers and I, we mimicked my mom, but we learned from our dad what not to do, how not to be. Mm-hmm. So... When you're being loving and kind to other people who don't appreciate you, or you know what? The people from the East, I helped out all the people from the East, and and a lot of people are asphyxiated. I gave them money, I gave them a place to stay, I helped them out with a ride, I did all this for them. Because God and the angels are acknowledging all your love and all your kindness, you might not be getting reciprocation what you deserve from the people of the East, but the people from the West are going to bless you, even though you never gave anything to the people from the West. But God is bringing the people from the West to provide you, to give you the tenfold that you deserve because you've helped out so many people. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get it in other ways. You might not get it from the person who you want it from or from the people who you think you deserve it from, Mm -hmm. but they're of that energy where they have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. Because they're so self-consumed, right? But that's just who they are. So it's not. Are they wrong? They can be wrong, but it's more or less accepting them for who they are. Mm-hmm. So someone else's ten of love mm-hmm. might only be your six, okay? Because that's all they have to give, right? Okay. But they should be giving this, and I should be doing that, and I do this for them, and I do that for them, and they still don't appreciate me, or they're still badgering me, or they're still doing. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Their love level is very low, and they feel like when they give you just a little bit, and you would think that they gave you the world. The world, yep. <laughs> they move, yes. They move one little map. They move one little piece of paper for you. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday and Merry Christmas. Right. And it's like they, they talk like they just moved mountains for you. It's like, what are you kidding me? You did shit. You didn't right. do <laughs> Correct. So re- remember, mm-hmm. your level of 10, they don't even comprehend that of love and, and appreciation and God and everything else. But their level of 5 is their 10. Mm-hmm. It's your 10. Gotcha. No, no, I apologize. Their level of 10 is your 5. Right. I got you. Like, I have so much love. Like, you think that that's great. You know, you think riding around in a piece of crap car is like like riding around in a limousine? In, in a limo? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm riding a rocket ship in life. I'm riding, I'm riding planes. And I'm moving fast. And yet they're going... It's like, man, you know nothing. Nothing, right. That, that was a lot... Um, Thank you. I, I honestly did need to hear that because 
I'm about to turn 30 in like a month and some change. Um, I feel like 29 has been a lot of reflection. Um, Migrating, transitioning into this new age, you know, like I don't want to, I never wanted to be the same person I was yesterday. I always wanted to be better, do better, like literally upgrade. Um, But a lot of what you said applies to what I have been thinking about already and what I've already been trying to, you know, put together. And I just, at this point, just need to execute. So I do appreciate that. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of our character growth, most of our spiritual growth and character growth is through the pains of life, not through the glory. Right. You know, when good things happen, yes, that's glorified. That's the glory. That's the happiness Mm -hmm. when things go our way. Mm -hmm. But when things don't go our way, those are character-building experiences. Correct. The, the secret to life is that all of life is nothing more than a perception. Yes. Everything is as big as it is, and all the same circumstances, everything is as small as it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It only is what it is according to the energy of what you give it. So if you make a situation a big deal, mm-hmm. and guess what? It's, it's a really be. big deal. Right. But if you don't make it like it's not a big deal, then it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have a tendency to make the littlest things drama, 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 drama. Right. <laughs> and it's like it really, it's not, if, if you stop giving a crap about every little thing, mm-hmm. your life becomes a thousand times easier the thing that kills us is expectations if you let go of expectations and just do the best you can with whoever do the best you can with whatever and just allow yourself to receive whatever comes out of it then you'll be happy Mm -hmm. if you go into a situation with super high expectations Mm then you're setting yourself up for disappointments and who knows maybe you will receive what you're looking for but then what about the times when you don't Mm. so my mom always taught me she says if you don't place high expectations upon other people you can never leave yourself to be disappointed Mm -hmm. whatever they have to give to you accept it and if it's not good enough for you then you need to move on or do it for yourself or make the necessary changes but it's not necessary to hang on to every single relationship in your life if they are not serving a positive purpose in your life. Got it. Yes, sir. All right, it's okay to let go of certain relationships, whether it be family, whether it be friends, but if they are not within the kind of energy or the kind of people that you appreciate, then you need to block them from your life. You can keep them as acquaintances, maybe. Maybe keep them as acquaintances, but in your own personal, personal circle, mm-hmm. I only allow really good, true blue people in my inner, inner circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were to meet every single person that was very close to me, you would say, oh, my God, Art. You know, I tell people I live in Artie's world. <laughs> and I don't care what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. I still do the best I can with what I got in Artie's world, and it's pretty nice. And mm-hmm. I thank God every day mm-hmm. for providing for me. And God knows that I will provide for his other children when I can. Right. And I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? I definitely so need to get that That's quality of life. That's, that's what gives you a quality of life. Mm-hmm. Is, is, like I said, it's a perception. And I'll give you an example of perceptions. If you look above, you're looking at a ceiling. 
right? In reality, it's just a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Just a piece of wood. But if you were to walk upstairs from where you are right now, mm-hmm. that ceiling from upstairs now becomes the floor. Right. The piece of wood never changed. Mm-hmm. Only our perception has changed. From, from down below, that piece of wood's the ceiling, and from upstairs, that same piece of wood is the floor. Mm-hmm. The piece of wood never changed, only your perception has changed. Right. That's and then I playfully tell people, I playfully tell people, is 15 minutes a long time? It all depends what side of the bathroom door you're on. <laughs> True. Okay. True. I like that. You know what? Eight hours of work could seem like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Eight hours of sleep could seem like 15 minutes. I'm telling you, yes, man. <laughs> it's still eight hours. Right, but it's all about your perception. It's all about your perception. Mm-hmm. So just because other people might have a negative attitude around you, you don't have to be on their emotional bullshit stage. You don't right. have to be on their emotional stage. Right. That's their story. It doesn't have to be your story. Correct. Or a lot of times when people say, oh, you're stupid. You'll amount to nothing. Or you're crazy. Or you're weird. You're, you're, nothing. you're nothing. You don't have to buy into their story. That might be their perception of you, but it doesn't mean it has to be your perception of yourself. Mm-hmm. They can't appreciate you. Right. You know, you. if I paid attention and listened to my father... I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't be here now talking to you. Right. <laughs> I'd be around. I'd be working some bullcrap job right now that I don't. That I wouldn't be happy with. Right. I followed my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody has a right to feel the way they do about you, and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some people who think that you are the best thing since sliced bread, and then other people might think you're a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. But usually, those people who think you're crap. It's usually because they have a lower self-esteem about Ooh, themselves. You better say and that. Misery loves company. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Misery loves company, so they're going to try to bring you down into their world and say, "Nope, that's not me." Right. Oh, you're nothing. You're never going to be nothing. No. Listen, you might think I'm ugly for now, but you're going to be ugly forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I, have, I have two last questions. I have asked. Yeah, I didn't mean you. to take away. I'm no, sorry. you're fine. Thank uh, you so much. I had, I'm waiting for the viewers to see if they had any questions for you, Artie. Ain't no one said anything yet. Um, but there has been two dying questions that's just been on my mind to ask you. Um, one was, I was very close to my aunt, Christine. And she has, she passed. I'm sure you're very close to who? My aunt, she, her name was Christine Watson. And before she had passed away, I was supposed to see her, um, but she passed away the day I came home. She doesn't want you to carry any guilt whatsoever. She understands why you weren't there. And she heard you talking to her when you weren't there for her. She heard you talk to her. Wow. And you were, you were saying, I love you, and you were saying, I'm sorry. And she wants you to know she understands and she's wrapping you in her love right now. And she goes, don't worry, sweetheart. She's calling your child. She says, don't worry, sweetheart. She goes, I'm in God's world. She goes, I'm in heaven. She goes, don't feel sorry for me. She goes, I'm really good. And she goes, I just want you to know I'm so proud of you from where you were to from where you are right now, from where you came from, where you are. She goes, I am very proud of you and I love you with all my heart. And that would be something she would say too. <laughs> but it was crazy because her our grandmother said that she felt like her husband 
made her pass away. And I was like, that doesn't seem like him. But I was like, if that was premeditated, that was wrong. That's awful. Because she still could have been here. So was was her her death natural? Did, did she die naturally? She has just know I went when I was supposed to go. Oh. Well, maybe saying, okay, but I can she accept that. Just know I went when I was supposed to go. Okay. Okay. There are no mistakes in in the world. There are no mistakes. Everything happens for a reason. Okay. And. So before you're born into this world, I'm going to tell you something pretty deep right now. Okay? I'm, I'm ready for it. Tell me. All right. So what, what year were you born? 1992. All right. So let's go to 1990. You're hanging out in the spiritual world. Okay. And you're with your angels and spirit guides. Yes. Before we're born into this world, we are the ones that pick our parents. Really? We are the ones, we are the ones who pick how we're going to die and when we're going to die. We already know how, how and when we're going to die before we come into this world because we picked it. We already know all the major challenges that we're going to face when we come into this world. Okay. Because we picked it so that we come into this world so that we could experience about being forgiving, about being patient, right. about blind faith, about unconditional love, about being compassionate. The only way we could feel these feelings, now we feel these feelings so that we could spiritually grow. Right. And God gave everybody free will. He did. He did. He gave everyone free will, and we all know that God loves us unconditionally. So he said, when you come into this world, you're allowed to make whatever choices you want. But whatever choices you make, you are responsible for all the cause and effect you're you're, you're responsible for the outcomes. You're responsible for everything you have because you've created all of this. Everything that you have in your life right now, you've created. Okay. And you have to deal with it. For the people who choose to commit suicide, what happens is that they will be reborn into another family that will lead them to the exact same circumstances they just try to run away from. Wow. And, and God says... You can never run away from your responsibilities because you have to deal with what you've created. Only the next go around, it comes with interest. Oh. So, you know, God, God sent you lots of support and love to help you get through your challenges in life. So, and he never leaves your side. So even, even if for those people who might not believe in God, have a hard time believing in God, mm -hmm. um, it's okay. It's okay by God. He will, God will always, always love everyone unconditionally. God doesn't punish. He doesn't judge. He embraces you with love. But there is this thing called karma that has cause and effect. Yes. So when you do something to people, whether it be in love, you'll get back love in some way. You will get back what you, the good energy you put out. If you put out negativity, it will come back to you. And bust you. Wow. That is crazy. Because I was about to say, so he must know that I'm about to transition then. <laughs> well, that makes, because I, and I've heard to that for a while, Artie, that I, I held that, that pain of wanting to transition to be who I believe I'm truly am for the sake of my family. So when you just said that, I said, like, well, that makes perfect sense. 
that we are our creator of our, our life. And I was like, well, if you want people to be a certain way around you, especially within your household, mm-hmm. you have to be an example of who you say you are. You can't say one thing and do another, do another. because that doesn't work. Because actions always speak louder than words. You just confirmed for me then. Well, I guess Audrey's about to be in the making. <laughs> I do have a que- I have one question for you. Um, her name is Keisha Graham. She's from North Carolina. She wanted me to ask you this question. Are all the things that she's finding out now in her life, was it placed by her deceased mom or was it for her to find out on her own? Her mom placed that there for her to find out. Wow. Her mom helped her to to manifest. Her mom helped her to manifest what she needed to know at that right time. Things happened to her as needed. Timing is everything. You heard that, Keisha? Timing is everything. And she said she knew it. She told me to tell you thank you so much for that answer. All right. Well, tell her I send my love. She he sends her love. Um, one last question for me, and I want to say thank you so much for being an awesome interviewee. You made it go. You made me feel so natural, and I, and I really do appreciate that. And so the the final question for me is, will this be me and Zert's big break? Will us doing this podcast put us to where we'll be able to take care of our mother and make sure that they don't have to want for anything? It's all in the marketing. It's all in the marketing. If you keep on marketing yourself, you'll be as big as big can be. There are no limitations. And you should not even, even when failure's not even an option. I can take failure's that. not an option. So when you put your love and your energy into it, you just need to go to people who are already successful at doing what you do. Okay. And ask them how they became where they are. Okay. And then mimic mimic where it is. You don't have to always reinvent the wheel. And so, you know, uh, don't be afraid of success. I'm, I'm trying not to be. I'm trying Don't be to, afraid of success. Embrace it. I will. I appreciate that, Artie. Did you have any lasting words before we leave? From my mouth to God's ears, may God bless all of you with lots of love, health, happiness, and prosperity for you and your family. And may God bless. Well, may God bless you, Artie. You have been such a life changer to my life. Zerk's life and lives of others, we we give you our undiluted gratitude um, of care and compassion. And I now want to go to New Jersey now because all of my people, you are in Jersey. I have family in Jersey. So I'm just going to have to take this FMLA <laughs> and be like, Artie, hey, 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 yes, <laughs> yes, I'll be knocking on your door. I'm like, Artie, I'm going to need you to, uh, I'm going to send an Uber to your house. I'm coming your way with my mask on. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll welcome you with open arms. Well, you just be on the lookout because once I go ahead and start this FMLA, I'm coming to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. All right, Sound Artie. Like well, we love you and we want you to take care and have a safe evening, okay? Well, thank you very much. We love. I love you too. All right. Thank you, thank you. Anytime. Tune in to next uh-huh. time. Ciao. Take care. Ciao. 
Well, you guys, there you have it, honey. There you have it. Out of the horse's mouth, honey. I'm so glad we got your confirmation out the way, Keisha. Here we go, honey. I'm gonna ratchet. What's so, poppin'? What's up? Hi. Now we can do our intro. I'm missing. Okay, yeah, now we can do our intro. I'm RJ. And it's Trish, y'all. And that was Keeping, Keeping It Real. Artie Hoffman, we thank you so much for allowing us to do this interview with you today. You Mitch. have opened um, a light for so many people that have just tuned in. I wish that we could have answered a lot more questions from you and a lot more from our viewers, but our viewers been in and out because I started, at, you know, 30 minutes early, but mm -hmm. I do apologize. Um, so you guys, we're now gonna have to start starting early because we have been double booked with interviews and mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that we gotten everybody the opportunity to talk to them and hear from them. And we're, we're finding ways to reinvent ways we communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. So um, we are grateful that the viewers that did stay on was able to view. And thank you, Keisha, for asking um, the questions. And you know your mama always finds her way, honey. Mm -hmm. Your mama was just such a light to others, especially in um, First Missionary. So, best friend, did you have any going away thoughts? Um, Artie, thank you for the words of wisdom. I definitely appreciate that. Um, also got confirmation I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are uh, a very pretty girl. I'm about to say, Lord, you look like a girl. I thought I looked like a girl, but it was hey, the hair. It was the um, hair. It was the hair. You know, I'm pretty lady. <laughs> uh, let's just love each other. You know, again, everybody be safe. Wear your mask. You know, it's getting real crazy out here. Don't allow the seclusion of being at home to drive you crazy. Again, from what was told to me, your perception is everything. You can change your perspective. Your perception on how this COVID is impacting you, the family, friends, whatever. This is the time to take advantage of your personal. And what I mean by that is that just because you're by yourself or you know, you're know you at home, that doesn't mean that, don't feel so defeated. Like that's time to find out more about yourself, things that you like, things that you don't like. Take advantage of this opportunity because we may not have this opportunity to get to, you know, spend time with, you know, our family if you're locked up at home or, right. you know, just just being able to take it back to like, you know, back in the day, like the 80s right. and 90s when things weren't just like it wasn't so complicated. Right. You know, this this isn't complicated. It really isn't. It's, it's fairly simple. Um, but like I said, love each other, bring positivity into people's lives. Um, and like I said, you know, whenever I did the podcast alone, anything that's petty or anything that you have against people, you know, this is your opportunity to just be like, hey, let me talk to you. If it matters that much to you and it's been bothering you and whatnot, have a conversation because you never know where that conversation is going to go because life is way too short. You got people passing away left and right. And it's unfair as life is. It's fair for you to love yourself and be at peace. Peace, love, and hair grease. Cause y'all need it on your edges. <laughs> Stupid. I'm not fooling with you. Peace, love, <laughs> and hair grease. But um, I'm done. I'm done too. You know, follow me at imzert90 on Instagram, Rashad Zert on TikTok, and also on Facebook. Best friend. Oh wait a minute, hold on. Before you do that, yes, shout yeah. out to Cuzzo. I don't think she I know made Cuzzo my bracelet. Who Cuzzo? 
I will tag her in the uh, in the comments because oh. I, you know, okay. names and whatnot. Yeah, I, I just tag in comments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My name is RJ. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, RJ Teeter. You can also follow our business page, Keeping It Real with RJ and Trez, which we will be getting patented mm -hmm. very soon. So that's going to be LLC. And also, I'm Secretly Unique 2 is also going to be an LLC. So I'm going to have two of those businesses under one LLC. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at underscore underscore RJ Unique. Uh, and that's pretty much about it. Um, our weekly lineup, we do have an interview at 830 with Coach Ray. Um, and then Wednesday, we have an interview with Brian Snow for 15 minutes. Thursday, we have an interview with this young lady. She was prophesizing at a woman's convention. I found it on Facebook, which I had to get them. Her name is Sharika and Shakira Austin. So shout out to Shakira Austin. Hope I said your first name right. And then we have um, a double interview on Friday, um, Stacey Toy. Uh, she is a big mm -hmm. name woman in the industry of um, acting and entertainment. She has a Fortune 500 company. She's a big boss, a woman boss. She she's a boss, boss bitch, boss bitches make boss moves. That's facts. And we're actually going to be in, interviewing Mosiah. Uh, Mosiah is a, is a rapper, a gay rapper here in Washington D.C. Um, he's about to blow up too. So you guys just be on the lookout. Like he um, said, it's only up from here. Yeah. What was it come August? There's also there's also an, a rapper here that's local. Mm -hmm. um, we're also going to be bringing him into the fold in August. Sounds which, good. Yes. I, I, yeah. Okay, you just gotta give me the day, honey. I got you. Like, it's not <laughs> August the nineteenth because Bruce it's not. <laughs> Leverage is going to be on live. Yes, sir. On my birthday. If yes. you don't know who Bruce Leverage is, I think I said his name right. He is a big ass comedian, and it's also a part of the LGBT community. He's, yeah, he's, he's a part of it since the seventies, yeah. and so we'll be able to have a sit down talk with him on how you know the homosexuality has changed from his decade to now, what has improved, what haven't improved, um, and things of that nature. Because it is Gay Pride Week for us for Charlotte. On my birthday, so mm -hmm. from the 16th to the 23rd is Pride Week. It took COVID for us to actually be here on Pride for your birthday, right? Every, this, I, every time I'm every gone time on Pride, gone. I'm, I'm out of, out on the town because mm -hmm. your birthday is it's my birthday weekend. I've right. been out of town, and ever since then it'd be Pride. So this year would be the first year out of five years that I've been home for Pride. Well, no, since 2013, mm -hmm. so seven years. Sheesh, you old. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but we love you guys, and yeah, if sure. you guys have any questions, definitely hit us up. Uh, again, promoting my fraternity and sorority. If you guys want to join or have any inquiries, please email me um, at rteeter1992 at Hotmail. I don't even know why I told y'all to email me. Inbox me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will in uh, inbox you back. <laughs> or you can go to our website, http colon, hyphen, oh, colon forward slash forward slash olpfraternity.org. Ciao for now, bitches. See ya. See ya.